That most recent song was Malibu from Kim Petras. Before that, in order, you heard I See You from Phoebe Bridgers, Seven Years from Charlie XCX, and Juliana Calm Down from Dixie Chicks. So let's talk Dixie Chicks real fast. So this single is their second from their upcoming album. The first single was Gaslighter, which was really solid and I think set a precedent for the rest of the record. Um, I personally enjoyed that song more than the one we played today. Um, but this song is still worth talking about, I think. Um, it's worth noting that Jack Antonoff is producing their album. And it's pretty much the music industry's best kept secret, I feel like, at this point, to bring him in to like polish an album and get it like pop radio ready, kind of. And he's had this kind of like Rick Rubin touch, just because that's one of the other few music producers that I know, that whatever he does is just really good. <laughs> um, like it just sounds like spectacular and you're like, yeah, I want to listen to that song forever. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely leans, he leans into pop and leans into catchy melodies and stuff like that. But there's also nothing wrong with that. I think as a, art, as a producer, like that's your job. Yeah. Um, so it's slightly odd hearing that influence, like his influence on this song, like such a personal, personal um, anthem, if you will. And uh, I just wanted to hear what you thought about it. Yeah, I would say I definitely, I mean, I'm a fan of, again, you know, we were just talking about this. It wasn't recorded, but we were talking about how, you know, like the songs that you hear when you're young, um, when they come out, like th that sort of solidifies your understanding and your love. And so like when there's a different sonic quality to the same band, it sort of like disrupts your memory's harmony of like- It pulled you out of the moment a little exactly. bit. So like when I listened to the song, I was like, I'm not hearing the Dixie Chicks. And at least I don't hear the Dix Dixie Chicks until like two minutes in. Like when we, the entire, you know, when all three of them are like playing their instruments and singing and it's right. not Natalie singing. Um, Which is interesting though, like as a song that it takes like so long to get it, you know, to build up. Um, and there's a lot of other artists that do that and that have these really long intros, but this intro is kind of different because it's so lyric heavy. Mm -hmm. But this song has a really great message too, I think, just like so many other Dixie Chick songs do, right? Yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely feel that as well. I feel like their their story storytelling quality is always very strong. Um, I would yeah. just say that, like, I mean, weirdly enough, as a kid from who's raised basically entirely in the city, I have like a like my 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 wheelhouse in my heart for music <laughs> is like weirdly country and folk. Sure. So yeah. I I miss I I feel like especially in in cases like the Dixie Chicks and other like country folk leaning bands when they go more country and you can see that with Taylor Swift even especially Oh sure. Um, oh perfect yeah. example actually. Cuz and you also if you if you watch Swift's um Taylor Swift's her documentary she oh, talks yeah. about referentially the the Dixie Chicks and how you know they made one political statement 14 years ago and that quashed their career for four me going and that i mean i get feral when i think about that so <laughs> i don't know it's it's a hard thing because it's like i you want them to succeed and you want you know this is a catchy song like i could see it being yeah video. it has absolutely you know, it has a good you know beginning start and ending but is it j the the dixie checks that like you know, maybe I grew up with or, or I heard or I like to listen to. Not really. Right. But, you know, it's nice to hear that they're making music for their children and that this is a song that they're calling to their children and to their nieces and, and, and sort of telling them to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And I think that is yeah. that is delicate and lovely um, in its own way. 
I know. I, ju- I think they're taking a big swing. So I'll be curious to see what the rest of the album sounds Me too. like. Me too. And usually, you know, these for for like these these country songs, like with with the albums, I feel like they're 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 singles that they release are usually in more poppy, and it's yeah, you gain that following, and then the rest of their music has that hopefully that country, you know, origin origination that they have. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, so just quickly here, uh, our last song of the release report, it came out a little bit ago, but it probably should have been on the show a long time ago. Um, it's Malibu from Kim Petrus. Hands down, probably the catchiest song I've heard in a long time. This is Summer Anthem. Yeah, the, it's the song, you know, the song has Summer written all over it, at least in terms of production value, the upbeat guitar strumming, bouncing beat, shimmering vocals. Um, Nick's any thoughts here? I mean, the song's not very deep. I don't think you can do too much like deep thinking on it but it's still a good song i think kim petra's kind of like tovlo or like alma like they don't make beats and songs for people to be like wow you know like i really felt that pain like (laughs) maybe tov does sometimes you know she has some really interesting lyrics with dance beats but like what kim petra's is trying to do is make people dance and make people sing and make people happy and this song i when i listen to it 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 makes me actually much more sad in this period, oh, very emotional. Because <laughs> it's like it, this is the song that you want to be with your friends and sh- shout and sing and dance to, you know, yeah, like on the beach, windows down, in the car, yeah. Or like even like you know, in the basement of like you know the hottest, sweatiest, dirtiest. Oh, club sure, sure. That New York can find because it's it it song songs and sounds like this are what bring people together because of their their quality of you know uplifting the uplifting quality and the fact that like you know i have to listen to this like sitting on my bed with my headphones in is really depressing now Um, i'm just mad (laughs) so i i encourage anybody who listen who listened to that song retroactively to listen to it again and you know maybe go outside and run around safely with your mask take it with a grain of salt be prepared (laughs) yeah so uh, for our rerun section this week, we're playing three songs that I've had on repeat recently. First up is Girlfriend featuring Dom Funk from her 2018 album, Chris, uh, Christina and the Queens. A great record, and this is a standout from it, I think. Most people will know Christine and the Queens from their smash 2015 single, Tilted, which I will always love forever. I love that song. Um, shout out to my friend Justin, who introduced me to Christine and the Queens a long time ago, many summers ago in the Berkshires. Um, I've also been playing $5 from this album too, but I chose Girlfriend because I think it kind of challenges the image that surrounds Christine and the Queens so much. And I love that. And I'm sure that next you probably can speak on that a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, the, the evolution that the lead band member Eloise has gone through, um, especially from like her first album to this album and then to the next album and to the next. Cause she's, yeah. she's released more after this. This is sort of like, I believe her sophomore album. I believe her. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she's done such a, a wonderful and bold and confident play in sexuality and in gender exploration. Um, Eloise is not only pansexual, but also genderqueer. And I think in this song, you really feel um, the play Um between mm. sexuality and between gender and between um, like finding masculinity in in places where it is not just cisgender male. Um, and I, I love this quote that she um, she she said in just like an interview with a magazine. She said, "Every masculine hero narrative I could find, I wanted to steal from myself and twist to my size." She also <laughs> is. I mean, she's French, um, and so in right. most of her previous albums, she has done um, both a 
French version of her songs and then an English version of her songs with different lyrics, but the same right. sort of sonic beat and the the harmony and everything is the same. Yeah, um, I was actually going to talk about that because she doesn't sing in French on this track in particular, the one yeah. that we're playing, but I almost wish she did because the way that she kind of navigates this track with her voice, it almost sometimes like sounds French, like it sounds like a foreign language a little mm -hmm. bit, um, which I think is just something so interesting and uh I think she handles it with grace and like bravado and confidence. In a weird yeah. Way. yeah. I think like, and you'll, you'll hear in the song, like the way that she trips over everything, like the, the song feels like it's just, it's like you're, you're falling downstairs, but with the most graceful ease and confidence. Yeah. Um, it's, it's you feel it in the symbol and you feel it in like, everything is just like, it oozes sexuality and confidence and uh, boldness that I, I, yeah. she just, she just has it all and she has it because she is performing and because, you know, because that is her life. Um, yeah. and she's embracing her life. Yeah. I, I loved this album and her mo most recent EP, La Vita Nuova was also really underrated and underplayed. I think there were some great tracks on there and I'm just really excited to uh, follow her as, you know, this up and coming talent. Mm -hmm. So next up we have the title track from King Princess's album, Cheap Queen. And I was late to the party with King Princess, but I'm glad I finally showed up. Uh, I really dig this song and so much of her music. Uh, she covers a real range of styles and genres, I think, with her music. And I'm sure you, Nick, are more familiar with her discography than me. But her other mega hit, 1950, mm. sounds completely different from this song. Yeah, again, I feel like <laughs> the nostalgia for her previous era as yeah. I listen to it, though I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of her of her new album. I think it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of it that I, I really found. And I saw her in concert, um, a couple of months ago. Um, and she, before the fire nation attacked, before the fire nation attacked uh, way before right. the fire nation attacked. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she is, she's a powerhouse. Her entire band is, um, is young, very young, you know, people, kids either just out of college or not even graduated college yet. Um, yeah. you know, and they're very early twenties or teens and they are, you know, making music together that just fucking rocks. Yeah. I, I really, I appreciate that. I appreciate her swagger and her gusto with which she mm -hmm. creates music, not only for herself, but also for, you know, queer people and, and queer women and queer men and everything in between. Um, yeah. and that's like, you can see almost like, you know, if Eloise from Christine and the Queens is around mm. 30 years old, like her younger generation is King Princess. Um, yeah. And so, With like also a little bit more internet influence, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where the, you know, like the moniker of cheap queen comes from with drag queens. Right. For sure. And I actually, you know, yeah, I, it just clicked in my head that you pointed out the queen uh, parallel between the both of them. And because Christine and the Queens named her project after this group of drag queens that kind of brought her out of this rut that she was in and lifted her up and supported her. And for King Princess to also kind of have a nod to that, I think okay. it's really kind of special. Yeah, I think it just is like the play on masculinity and femininity is there's such a thin line between gender that I think a lot of young people are beginning to perceive that a lot of older people cannot. And, and, you know, it comes through in music. You can feel the way that, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, you know, cause I don't, I don't, I don't know music that well, but like sonically I feel that that play and that swagger and that intensity from genderqueer women or from like women who um, operate on either a gender line or a sexuality line, like this understanding of a playfulness between brash masculinity and femininity and whatever femininity Dark. is now. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, so to transition to our last song here uh, in this grouping, last song is Circle the Drain from Soccer Mommy. So let's just start with, she's got to get an award for best project band name that I've heard recently in a long time. Um, it's a great name. I was actually, also, also, well, I was also supposed to go and see her. Um, mm, and moment it was, of silence, yeah, RIP. It was in April, so I'm feeling pretty salty about it. Um, mm. I'm sorry really to hear that. It's okay. That's real. That makes me feel blue. Yeah. Um, and this album, Color Theory, is great. It's this beautiful mashup of so many different genres, like alternative rock and indie. And this album gives me this like weird vibe, like of combo, just like a little bit of Casey Musgraves in some ways. And also just like the slightest bit of REM. And I'm not sure if that's just because there's a song called Night Swimming <laughs> on there, but it just it makes me feel so many different ways. And uh this song circle the drain is so strong nick's your thoughts yeah i feel like um she has a maturity and a youthfulness at, at the same time like a maturity in her lyrics and a sound that is very youthful so critics yeah. really like her and her peers really empathize with her and she talks about you know very personal issues like um dealing with her mother's um illness and dealing with her own anxiety and her own depression. And I feel mm -hmm. like um, for a young person who is grappling with those issues, it's really her music makes you feel what she's feeling um, without it being, you know, sucking, swirling you down the drain, circle the drain. It, well, yeah, it doesn't like, bring you down with you. Exactly. Like, down with her, yeah. You're not like, you know, succumb to her depression, but you're more experiencing her feelings um, in a way right. that like is mature. Is, is she is explaining it to you? You are feeling it, but you're not um, you're not falling down with her. And I don't think she's falling down either. Yeah, very cinematic, actually. What you were just kind of saying reminded me of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's almost like watching a movie a little bit. Like yeah. you empathize with it, but you don't you don't sympathize. Like you don't go you don't fully go there, but you watch it and you, it resonates with you. Absolutely, and I think that's you know some of the best art, in my opinion, is is something that allows you to feel something without drawing you so so deeply and closely to it that you are um, unable to get yourself out of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I just I just want to say that these three songs, I mean, a lot of these songs, but especially the more contemporary songs, um, like make me wish that not wish because I don't really want to be 13 years old, but it, <laughs> it <laughs> I don't want to do that again. But no. it, listening to these songs at, at this era and time, it makes me very hopeful for the 13 year olds like me um, who were listening to like trying to listen to songs that would help them understand who they were inside. Um, totally. And I think listening to these songs now, 10 years later, I feel very hopeful about the generation that I was 10 years ago, listening to this music and feeling um, supported and understood um, and empathized with, but by yeah. people who are like, not only um, gaining respect in the eyes of critics, but also respect in the eyes of their peers. Totally. Oh, I really like that story. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Of course. Um, so we've really been digging uh, into some of these songs, but I'm feeling it. So uh, up next on Rerun is Girlfriend from Christine and the Queens, Cheap Queen from King Princess, and Circle the Drain from Soccer Mommy. <laughs> 